buying land, building, I say, oh, I'm a Moromu. I'm a pilot. Ofe Manu, see them. And all those things. They have all those derogatory way of looking at them. So he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Then Jesus defined it by sharing a story. Now, knowing that now, oh, having this Ofe Manu background, having this Abokim background, having this Omon Naomaribo background, man, now, now let's go to the story that Jesus used to answer that we are in Lagos. Those of you who are watching, maybe outside of Lagos, you may, but I just want to also put it in the context of wherever you are watching from. Who is my neighbor? And what is Jesus saying? So let's go to the answer of who is my neighbor. Verse 30. Jesus taking him up replied, a certain man was going from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Bible theologians told us some other translation will tell you that a certain Jew. This man was a Jew. So if you read KJV and other translation, it will tell you that a certain Jew. NLT, I think, also says a certain Jew. So a certain Jew, a certain Jew, all right, was going from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And he fell among robbers who stripped him of his clothes and belongings and beat him and went their way unconcerned, leaving him half dead as it happened. Verse 31. Now, by coincidence, a certain priest was going down along that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Me, I don't like this one. Because I don't know why Jesus should use priest, pastor first. But it tells you that nobody, no matter who you are, even if you are a pastor, you can be very tribalistic. That tribal sentiment does not know whether you are a pastor or not. So, so the pastor looked the other way and moved on. Verse 32. A Levite likewise came down to the place and saw him and passed on the other side of the road. Verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he traveled along, came down to where he was. Now, for you to appreciate why he used the word Samaritan, you must understand the background of the word. How in that Sam, the word Samaritan already is like saying a certain aboki. That if anywhere you see in the New Testament, they use Samaritan for, they normally use it for a purpose. Is is a derogatory word. Anybody they call a Samaritan in the Bible. Is the local way we to say a certain Ofe Manu, a certain Aboki, a certain Omoibo. Is a reason that to really tell you the, the prejudice, the way people also view themselves. So whenever you, you are reading the Bible and you see anybody be referred to by the word Samaritan, let me tell you what happened. You see, during the time of the Old Testament, the Samaritans, they were a tribe in the northern part of Israel. And in the book of 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 24, 
Second Kings chapter 17, verse 24. See what changed. Second Kings chapter 17, verse 24. Bible says, The king of Assyria, men, the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon, Kuta, Ava, Amath, Serabim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the Easterlites. They possess Samaria and dwell in its cities. So, during the war, the, when Israel was conquered in the Old Testament, the king is like taking every, it's like going to Oweri, or Inewi, or Anambra, alright, or Abba, or Imo State, going to Imo State. And you then carry all the Ibos away from Imo. You did not leave one of them there. Right? Then, this is what you just read. Then he then went to Ghana. Brought people from Ghana. Brought people from Bene Republic. Brought Cameroonians. Brought Togolese. Brought then some Aousas. Brought Yorubas. But the only people he never allowed, they, don't, they did not allow where the Igbos that were taken there. And these people, they now brought all of them back to Imo states. Even though Imo is in Nigeria. So the Imo then, no single Igbo was left in Imo states. Then these people then took over all the houses in Imo states. And they made it their own. So that thing was still there in history. That it happened. So how do you think that the Igbos, the future generation with view Igbo states, will they think that they are Igbos? They will tell you that even though these people are in the eastern part of Nigeria, they are not our own people. And they will keep telling their children what happened. That in 1919, so, 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 and so, when during the war, all the Igbos were evacuated from Imo states. And so the people that you have in Imo state now were from Ghana, were from Togo, were from Benin Republic, were from Cameroon, were from Land, were from all our people were evacuated. That is why they are different. So, do you realize that the Igbos naturally we have an hatred for them? Do you understand? So, anytime you hear the word Samaria in the Bible, that was what actually happened. They reminded the Jews of that atrocity that was committed by the king of Assyria. When he took away all the original people and brought strangers, and the people settled down, they married, but they are still calling themselves Igbo. So when the people want to go, they, they say, no, we are Nigerians. Or we are Igbo. So they will say, no, even though you are in the eastern part of Nigeria, you are not Igbos. Because you are surrounded by Igbo community and you speak Igbo. The reason why you, most of you speak Igbo is because we are surrounded by Igbo. But you people from Igbo state, you are not Igbo. That is how they view Samaria. In fact, the hatred was so much. Look at John chapter 4, verse 9. During the well, the woman, the woman, the, the Samarian woman, Look at what Jesus said. The Samaritan woman, John chapter 4 verse 9, the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask me a Samaritan and a woman for a drink? For the Jews have nothing to do with the Samaritans. The Jews have nothing to do at all at all. They hated them. We have nothing to do with you Samaritans. So you, Jesus, you are a Jew, you are not asking me a Samaritan woman for water. So you must understand. So when Jesus then said, the person that then came to rescue this Jew that was robbed 
was a Samaritan. Was a Samaritan. Now, what are the lessons we can learn from this story? The question we want to ask ourselves, the priests that came there first, is somebody with me this morning? No, are you with me? Why is it that the priest did not help the man? Why is it that the Levite, the person who walked in the church, did not help the man? How come the pastor moved? How come the church worker moved and they saw the man in the blood? They did not help him. Let's understand something. They had what we call a tribal mentality. Or what I call a temple mentality. Because see, for him as a priest, he realized that you see, I can only help people when they come to the temple. Right now, this man is not in the temple. He's on the roadside. Assuming he fell down in the temple, I can minister to him. So the priest saw his role as temple bound. There is a border. There is a border. We only minister to people in the temple, not outside of the temple. The Levite also, who used to sing in the church, who used to clean the church, felt, so this person is not my church member. He's not in the temple. I don't owe it to him to help him. So he too, he passed. They had a temple mentality. Tell your neighbor, tap somebody beside you. Tap, oh, I said tap somebody beside you. Look at somebody and tap. Say, are you like that? Now, do you know something, church? I'm about to shock you right now. Now, this is where everybody look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Do you know that there is this same thing that happened is still happening in today's church? Our definition of church is wrong. And the devil today is defeating the body of Christ based on how we defined the word church. How do we define church? Let me say this first. The word church as it is defined, the word church is actually not a Greek word. The Bible in English was translated from Greek to English. Every word was moved from Greek to English. The word church was a borrowed language. Even when the Bible was being translated. Was a borrowed language. What they were supposed They could not use. They didn't know what else to call it. They call it church. The word church is a German word. Not a Greek word. Don't let anybody deceive you. Church as we define it today. Is a German language. Is a German word. It's from the German word. K-R-I. K-I-R. C-H-E. And I've forgotten the old, the old meaning, but that's the modern German word. But it's, it is, that is where they add the word church from. It is a German word. And let me tell you what it means. It means a temple. It is the word they use for a shrine. The German use it for a place where people go to worship a deity. A place that is dedicated to the worship of a god. So, the, the early church borrowed that word because up until the time Constantinople, the first, or Constantine, sorry, Constantine, the first Roman emperor that became a Christian, 
up until that time he became a Christian, there was no building in the world that was called a church. Now, in the palace of Constantine, Constantine had a temple. The Romans had a temple. They go to every time to worship their gods. But now the king has become a Christian. The people you call Christian, we don't know where they are. Because they don't have a place they meet. They don't have any official place. But now the king cannot go into the house of the poor people. Cannot begin to go to the house of people or cannot meet on the street. So the king, Constantine, decided to convert his temple that used to be for the worship of an idol to a place they can worship God. But they needed a name. Because it ought to have a name. That is where they borrowed that word. Church from. Church from. So church for most of us as Christians is now a place as defined by a temple where we go and worship God. But that is not what Jesus called a church. What is it that Jesus called a church? Matthew, go to Matthew with me. How did Jesus define a church? Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. He said, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Verse 20, he then tells you where these two should meet. He said, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Are you with me, somebody? Now, do you realize it is not an, by accident that Jesus didn't say that where two or three gather together in the temple? Is there a temple there? No, look at it. Is there a temple here? There is nothing like temple there. He didn't put temple there. He only said, wherever two of you decided to gather, that is where I am. That is where the church is. In fact, the word for church in the New Testament that Jesus used there is the Greek word for ecclesia. Ecclesia. E double K or E K, no, E double K L E double S I A. Ecclesia. I think E K or E double K. Ecclesia. E double K L E S I A. S I A. Ecclesia. Ecclesia means a gathering of people. People who have been chosen and called out. People who have been chosen and called out. Let me tell you what Ecclesia is. Some of us have land, um, community association. Landlord tenant association. Now those, the executive of those associations are the Ecclesia of that association. Now, do you realize that in most of us that have all these people meeting in our area, those community gathering, they can decide to meet in the house of Mr. A today. And tomorrow, they meet in the house of Mr. B. But what matters is that they give direction as to how the community should go. Most of the community CDAs meeting, some take place in a particular town hall, but they don't say that the CDA is the town hall. Do they say that that is the CDA? They don't see the place they are meeting, so they can meet in a fast food. Some CDAs meet in people's houses. Some meet in different places because they know that what matters is that we gather and tell us that this is how we want our community to be governed. That is Ecclesia. Those who have been chosen, called out. A community of people that have been called out. 
But you see, as the church began to evolve, we left the definition of ecclesia and we then chose to become a building. So today, most people refer to the church as a building, not as a community of believers. So what we call the church is this building. And do you know what then happened? We began to worship God in the building and we threw away God in our homes. We began to idolize church as this building and we, we began to, to focus less on ourselves. When the Christians were first called Christian, there was no building. How did they know that they were Christians? Without a building, how did they know? There's, the Bible said that in Antioch, they were first called Christian, but yet there was no building. How did they know that they were Christians? Why did they call them Christians? Because there was something they were doing in their community that made people to know that these were Christians. Beloved, listen to me. We need to go back to the ecclesia system. What is the difference between the ecclesia system and the building system? I will tell you. Number one, the ecclesia system of the church. The ecclesia system of the church is people-centered. The building system of the church, it is building-centered. So the ecclesia system focuses, people focuses on them, on the people. What I can do for you, what you can do for me. We focus on ourselves. Whether you are Yoruba, Igbo, or Awusa, we know that we are children of God. We are binded together by the blood of Jesus. But the, the building system focuses on the building. So we want to build, we continue want to build, build, building. You see also, oh, I have the largest congregation. I have the largest church building. But go into that place. They don't have the best relationship. Politics upon politics. Because it is about the it is about the building, not about who. Not about who. It's not about the people. It is not about the people. Number two, the church that is as a building is with a border. The church that is ecclesia is without border. What does that mean? We, when a church operates as a, with a building mentality, they wait until they come for, into the building before they worship. But the church that operates as an ecclesia, they know that we can worship God even in our houses. So for instance, look at it now. When you hear the word house fellowship, most of us think that house fellowship is something new. So we prefer to come to the building on Sunday. But when it is time to go to our fellowship or go to the ones in the home, we say, no, that one is not a serious thing. Do you see how our mentality has changed? Meanwhile, that one is the most serious one. This one is the less serious one. Because this is, how the church, this is what Jesus did. This was how they could not destroy the church. Because in that day, there was no building to destroy. So they were looking for people who were living in a special way. Number three, the church that is as a building is driven by the priests. The church as an ecclesia is the priests equip the people for ministry. So every shrine, are you with me? Somebody, are you with me? Oh, somebody look at me. Look at me. Are you with me? When the church is operating as a building, it is driven by the priest, just like any of the shrine you go. When you go to the shrine, who do you go and see? Nobody the priest. Is it not the priest? 
So it's the priest that said, and some of us, you know how those priests were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I oh, and they say, priest, what are we saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are, we all go there so gentle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, madam, my, my priest is talking. My priest. And do you know that's the mentality we are brought into Christianity? That it is only the pastor that sees the vision. It is only the pastor that hears God. The rest of us, we are like Dundee United. Whatever he says. What, pastor, what is God saying? Forgive me if I, if I use that Dundee United. I didn't mean it anyhow. But what I mean is that we all feel that God cannot speak to us. It's only my pastor. You see, it, that is what the devil wanted us. But a church that is an ecclesia, the pastor knows that everybody has a ministry. Everybody is called. You are called. It's not only the pastor that is called. You are called. You are okay. You don't believe what I'm saying? Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Let me show you from the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. I want us to read it together. I want to go. Ephesians 4, it said, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Verse 12. For, for what? For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. You are the one that you have a ministry. So the pastor, the prophet, they, were, they are called not to just, they are called to be there to teach you, to empower you, to also join to do the work of God. The church does not have to have people sitting down hearing the pastor for the rest of their life. That is not what Jesus died for. You are supposed to join side by side with the pastor to do your ministry. Most of you here today, some of you have the gift of visions. But that gift is dying. Because you see, you are waiting that you think that you need a pulpit like this and a microphone to, to fulfill your gift. Some of you have the gift of helps. You, you can coordinate things. Some of you have the gift of prophecy. Some of you, you have the gift of evangelist. But you see, you don't see yourself doing those things because you think that your calling is tied to a halter. That is a lie. There was no altar like this when they were ministering. There was no place. They were holding microphones. It was in their houses, in their community. They were doing it. It is time we go back to becoming a community of believers. Oh, I say it's time to go back to the community life. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? Number four. The church that is building centers, it's driven by individual. The church that is ecclesia is driven by community. It's driven by community. It's driven by community. What do I mean? It's not the priest that meets the needs. It's the community that meets the needs. Ephesians, Acts chapter 4 verse 33. Acts 4 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And grace, grace was upon them all. Verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Look at it. That lacked. For as many as were possessors of land, of houses, sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Listen to me. Do you know how that is so bad today that we have worship building so much? That some of you who have been in this church, you don't, you, have, you don't even know the name of five people. 
and we say that we are a church. Do you, but you know the name of the church. You know the address of the church. But you don't know the address of your fellow member. It is so bad in today's church that when somebody is in need, if the pastor is not, they only go to the pastor. They can, maybe they are in the men's ministry now. They can, it is so bad that they cannot type, my fellow men today, hunger the fireman who, and everybody will say, ah, I don't have hunger. Before the end of that day, Gary has landed, soup has landed, this one has landed. We, it is so bad today that a woman in the church cannot actually post, maybe on their women's group, that, ah, I, I don't have 50 cover to go out. And people say, oh, why will you not have 50 cover to go out? I say, because, you know, and at the end of the day, we all tie our headgear, wear our nice suit, march, and come and sit down in the building. Do you see how the devil is taking advantage of us? We come to sit down in the building, and some are even sitting down there with their empty stomach. But do you know one thing? They are so ashamed to tell their fellow brethren that you know I have not eaten. Don't you realize that it is so strange? That if the person beside you right now tells you that, brother, after the service, you need to buy me food, though. your brother has not eaten. The person say, now what do we come to church to do with that? Because their definition of church is the building. No, the word church is about the people. Do you know the worst part? Take away the building and there will be no more church. Because it is now about the building. Take away the pastor. There will be no more church. Because today's church is all about the pastor. Some of, do you know that some people have been attending church for one year together. They don't even know where they live. They don't even know where their fellow. Don't call them church member. Call them building member. No, that is it. it is, don't stop using church member. As we, it is called what? What should we call it as a noun? Because this is not church we are doing. This is building we are doing. This is building. A place we cannot cover one another's nakedness. They were selling their clothes. Selling their houses. Even here we have not sold one car to take care of one another. Even bicycle we have never sold here. That please, can we sell my bicycle so that we can use to meet people's needs? Because we are a building, what? Member. When you, the day you come to the building is when you give offering. When you are not in the building, you don't give offering. Right or wrong? Okay, how many of you were, not, were in church on Tuesday? Let me see your hand. No, you were in church on Tuesday. You were in church on Tuesday. Okay, good. Now, let's how many of you that were not in church on Tuesday gave an offering? Do you see that it has caught up with us? How many of us have gone to visit another people? Because there is now border in the church. There is partition. We are in the women's ministry. Anybody that is not among us as women, we don't owe him anything. And now, Satan will now go and is battering all of us. 
Poverty is taking over our church. Sickness is taking over because we are living an isolated life. Somebody is crying. He cannot go to a fellow church member to say, I, am, I have made a mistake. Because you know that if he dare go to that fellow church member, they will be the one to say, let us pray for sister XYZ. She said that uh, she don't make mistake. Or, you know, <laughs> that is what we call corporate beboru, spiritual beboru. Spiritual. They don't say they want to go. They say, ah, my brother, things are happening. No. Let us pray for Sister Jessica. You know, the other time, we do you know what we see in church now? Our eyes is so trained. We don't see people that have need. We are easy to see somebody that did not dress well. To see somebody that does not eat. If somebody wants to get our attention in this church now, let her wear a micro mini skirt. Open her breast. Oh, 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 Alexa, Alexa. I'm not encouraging that. There is difference between dressing smart and dressing seductively. But what I am saying, how come what we only see it are those, how come you don't see that somebody don't have a job? And in this period of the life, we should all rally around the person and help him till he get a job. How come we don't see that this woman is believing God for the fruit of the womb? And we should just all form a chain around her? Because right now, in a marriage, she will be struggling because of this pressure. And we are praying with her until God answers her. How come we don't see ourselves in that church as a, this person does not, she, she's struggling with, uh, with, with, with addiction. And we say, no, this brother of the number is like backsliding. Let us form a chain around him and pray. Do you know, as a church, one of the troubling things I see is when people submit their needs. Please, I need to pay my house rent. I need to pay my children's school fees. There is pastor, I have not eaten. Pastor, they changed my son out of school. And sometimes I cry in my heart. Because I ask myself, why is it that it's only the pastor they see? Why is it that it's only the church building they see? Some of these people are in the choir. They are in the usher. They are in the sanctuary department. But they only trust their pastor. They don't trust their fellow Christians anymore. They only feel the love of their pastor. They don't feel the love of their fellow believer. They only see the pastor's arm as the one they can cry. But they will pass in front of their fellow Christian. Even when they see him or her on the road, they will laugh. Because they know that if I dare break down, this woman will make mockery of me. Then they will pass in front of their fellow building members' house. And they say, Pastor, this is what I'm going through. Church, God called us not to be a part of a building. Church is a community. Let us go back to become a community of people who love themselves. Let's tell the devil we are going back to being a church, not a building. And like I said, because of this misconception, Jesus said in verse 36 of that story, Luke 10, he said, which of these proof, proof, love is not in what we say, love is in what we do. 
And if you want to know who a Christian is, watch what he says. No, watch what he does, not what he says. Who we are is in what we do, not in what we say. If people don't know, if you don't know your fellow church member, until you all sit down in church, then shame unto us. If you don't know your fellow Christian, until you all gather in a building, shame on us. It is so bad that even the word denomination today that was supposed to strengthen the body of Christ has divided us further. So you say this is a redeemed member, this four square, we are not the same. This is this, we are not the same. Even the same Christian, we have even further built the world of denomination and we are now divided as ever before. But do you know the people in other religions, anywhere they are, some of them even enter their own mosque and they pray there. All they need to know is that you are allowed but not for us as Christians. We are so divided. Even in the same denomination, week in, week out, some people don't come to church, nobody knows. Because you see, it is the building that matters, not the people anymore. Beloved, we are going back to Ecclesia. We are going back to Ecclesia. Where is all about the community? Where is all about your brother? Where is all about your sister? Where is all about what we can do for ourselves in the Lord? Where is all about true love? Let's go back to becoming an Ecclesia church. Not a building church. If we don't practice Ecclesia, the great commission will become the great comforts. If we don't practice Ecclesia, we will only become good people, not great people. God did not call us to be good. It is sin to be good when he has called us to be great. That is why it's called the great commission, not the good commission. That is why it's called the great commandment, not the good commandment. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, the greatest of all this is love, not the good of all this is love. When you practice church as a building, you will only be a good people. But when you practice ecclesia, you will become great people because you will love the good and the bad. You will love those who are not Igbos. You will love those who are not Yorubas. You will love those who are not Hausa. You will love everybody because they are created in the image of God and after his likeness. God has called us into greatness. Let's try to become a great people again. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Stand to your feet with me this morning. I love this family of God. Oh, so close. We are knitted into one. Oh, they have taken me into their hands. And I'm so glad to be a part of this great family. Do you know something? I want you to do something for me. As a church this month, it may not be easy, but we are breaking down every wall that has divided us. Every wall, every partition. And we are going to spread the love of God. We are going to stand with one another. 
We are going to pray with one another. We are going to cover the nakedness of one another. We are going to love one another. I want to do something right I want to move from your seat and locate somebody you have never spoken to before. Can you do that for me? Just, can you do that? Just move around, locate, go to somebody you feel you have never, you've never associated with in church. Just stand by that person right now. Stand that person. Just locate somebody. Everybody just move around, move around, move around. We are breaking down that wall. Let's break down that wall right now. Move around and just locate someone even if you're watching in your house, then you can send a message right now on those platforms and say, hey, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Locate somebody that you have never chatted with. Somebody you've not, you don't normally talk to before. If the person is not moving, you go and move to the person. If somebody is still moving around, he doesn't have somebody, hey, help somebody get into another family. Look. Yeah, brother, look at somebody somewhere. Look at somebody somewhere. Everybody just look at someone somewhere. Know that I want to be so sure that this is somebody you don't normally. This is somebody you don't normally. That has been a building member before. A building member. Now say. Now look into that somebody. I say, I'm sorry. For treating you as a building and not as my brother, not as my sister. From today, you are my blood, you are my brother. I want to know I love you. I will pray for you, I will stand with you, I will watch your back, I will not pull you down. Are you sure we want to say that I will not pull you down? I will care for you. Now, do you know what I want you to do for that person? Say, from today, you are not. You are my fellow brethren. Now, I want you to say, what can I pray for you about? Now, get a prayer point from your friend. Right? Get a prayer. Now, make sure you are, before you pray, you get to know the person's name. I will watch out for you. Get a prayer. Get a prayer from that person. Get a prayer from that person. Now lift your voice and begin to pray for your fellow brethren right now. Pray for that person right now. Pray from the depth of your heart. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for the way. Please. Listen. Let's first say, Lord, we are sorry for the way we have been treating ourselves. I, I apologize for the way I've been treating my fellow brother. I'm sorry for treating me now as a building. For, let's pray first. Lord, forgive me for the way I've been treating my fellow brother, my fellow sister, for, for treating you as a building. Lord, I apologize. I repent. I'm sorry. Lord, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for the way I've been treating my fellow brother. I've treated my fellow sister. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Yes, we repent, oh God. We overcome the mentality of a building. We are a community. We will invest in our community with love. We are a community of people. We will stand together. Together we are stronger. Together we are better. We will love ourselves again. 
Now lift your voice and pray for that person right now. Pray, pray, pray for your fellow brethren. Lift your voice and just pray for that person right now. Lift your voice and pray for your fellow brethren. Lift your voice and just pray from the depth of your heart. I'm praying for you today. I'm praying that God will give me the grace to love you. God will give me the grace to care for you. To stand with you. To stand by you. God will give me the grace. Lord, I pray, Lord, for my brother, for my sister right now. That in this month of March, it will be well with you. I pray for you. I pray with you. That you will do well. You will do great. You will do mighty things. You will do exploit. Lift your voice and pray for them right now. It's not about the building. It's about this family. It's about these people. Pray for them right now. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ecclesia, the family of God. Ecclesia, the called out ones. Ecclesia, the people called to make a difference. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, he is worthy to be praised. And I Let's lift our hands together as a family. So we lift our holy hands in one accord. Oh, singing, blessed be the name. Hallelujah. So we lift up our holy hands. So we lift our holy hands. We wanna call, sing it, sing it. Bless every day. Hallelujah. Bless every Let's sing it one more time. So we lift up our holy hands together. So we lift up holy hands in one accord. Oh, sing it. Let's sing it. Hallelujah. Let's sing it. Let's sing it. Father, we thank you for exposing the deception of the devil. We thank you for exposing the lie of the devil. That the church is about the building, not about the people. It's not about loving one another. It's not about our community. This is a lie that has befallen the body of Christ. Lord, I also pray for first and foremost for the body of Christ today. Everywhere, every organization, denomination that has fallen victim of this lie. A place we ought to call home must not be called a place of hatred, a place of fighting, a place of quarreling. Oh Lord, we pray for the body of Christ as we hold our hands together. Can we all find just, let's hold our hands as we pray for the church of God in Nigeria and the world. Let's see. Lord, we pray for the church of God in Nigeria. 
and around the world that will become once again an ecclesia people ecclesia church a place where the love of god is abounding let the church arise and be a community of lovers again let the church arise and be committed to 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 one another and not the building not just the building lord may we become a borderless church may we become a church that flourish in the homes in the in the offices in the house in the institution even outside of the official building may we become a people that is known to love one another and not just the building lord now we pray for us as a church oh god this month as we repent as we break the borders even in royal grace chapel as we begin to remodel the ecclesia church a place where we can call a community of people who love one another help us oh god every evil seed of division seed of hatred seed of seed of politics seed of tribal sentiment we pull you down in the name of jesus everything the devil has used to scatter us to, to make us have hatred for one another even within the body of Christ we arrest you in the name of Jesus Amen. we take authority over every spirit of division over every quarrelsome spirit over every spirit of antagonism over every spirit of hatred over every spirit that is not of God will bind you in the name of Jesus Amen. Lord let your love take over Fill us with your love. Help us to love one another. To become stronger as a community. May the church in the home come alive again. May the church in the offices come alive again. May the church in the shops come alive again. May the church that is anywhere we gather. May that church come alive again. May we become the church that Jesus designed us to be. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come and put those hands together for Jesus. Let's find our way to our seat. You can even change your seats. Say, can I sit down beside you? I think you should not go back to your seat. Just sit down around where you are. Look, if you have been sitting, so change your seat. You can, if you are not a choir member, you can go and sit down in the choir seat. Change your seat. Let's break some ball. Oh, I meant it. Carry your Bible and go and sit where you are where not sitting before. At least till this service over, carry your Bible and go and sit where you have not been sitting before. Just carry your seat and go and sit where you have not been sitting before. Just carry your seat. Somebody said, can I sit on pastor's seat? Yeah, you can sit on my seat if you want. Hey, you can sit on my seat. Well, can I go first? If you, want, if you have been waiting to sit on that seat, you can sit on my seat if you want. All right. Just sit. Just sit. mingle around. Mingle around. Mingle around. Mingle around. All right. Do you know this is a real thing? We are breaking down the borders. And God is going to help us. Without knowing, when we see ourselves, we will know ourselves because of love. Hallelujah. Now, I want to tell you something. We need to be intentional about this. So to achieve this, as a church, within the, within the next six weeks, there are things we have designed to bring us together again. One of them is the Niger Fest we are doing. Niger Fest is going to be taking place Easter Sunday, which is about five to five weeks from now. I think five to six weeks from now. Niger Fest. We are going to start from next Sunday. 
So Niger first, we are we are first we wanted to actually know. So we are we we broke the church into about six tribes. But we you don't have to be part of that tribe to 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 be there because already we know that most of us belong to different groups. So Niger first, we say we have the Igbo group, we have the Niger Delta group, we have the Akwaibom, we have the Benue group, we have the Aousa group, we have the Yoruba group. All right, Niger first. So what we are doing within the church within is that we next Sunday you are going to see all the leaders raising up. Oh, you, you. so like my wife, she's going. She's in the Akwaibom group. My wife is in the Aquaibong. She's in Aquaibong. All right. She's in Aquaibong. All right. So, so my wife's an Aquaibong mind. So, so if you want, you can stay within your tribe. But if not, you can go to the tribe you want to marry to. To just taste that tribe. So I, this is the tribe I want to marry to, you know. So if you so I want to Niger first is the time to just mingle. All right. So, and on that day, of course, we are going to dress well. It's going to be a time of special praise. Uh, the challenge is that let's see the tribe, the group that can praise God more. The group that has the best praise language. The group that know how to dance more for God. So then, um, then on that day after the service, we are also going to eat together. All right? So you are going to be eating with your various groups together in six weeks' time. So we are going to be preparing. So this one will force all of us to be meeting regularly for the next five to six weeks. That's the first thing we are doing. The second thing is our church in the home. So, you see, the church in the home, which is now the ecclesia, outside of the church, we are strengthening the various churches that takes place, the various meetings that takes place apart from the official Sunday church. So, you realize that normally now, before we used to have plenty of meetings in the church, but it's not only Sunday and Tuesday. That is the only one we have. Because we want the small, small groups, those small, small groups to take place. Let me say this to you. I use the chorister as an example. It's so bad that choir only sings, the choristers only sing from January to December. And the only thing they do is to sing. Some of them don't even know their houses. Some of them, they only come for Riaza. And then they go home. It's that bad. The, the, the only thing that binds them together is song. Maybe we should be calling them, instead of choir, call it in song. The only thing is in song, they only sing. And that's all. So we had to sit down and say, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. The usher, they only come to usher. Sit, go, sit, go. For the, is that what they want to do for the rest of their life? So when one usher is in need, he cannot even go to the fellow usher. So we are saying, no, we are remodeling it. Even in the various fellowship centers we used to have, people only go there to share the word of God. Pray, go, share. No. So on a monthly basis, I'm going to share with you five things that will be taking place in all our groups every month. Those five purposes is called the five purposes that God expects of the church. Don't miss Tuesday service. Five things every one of us have to do. But one of them is that, like I told the choir, all the groups, singing is ministry. is one out of the five. There is another four they must do. So we said to them that, like the choristers should have Every group should have, even those who are choristers or whatever, they should have a time they are just coming together and they are just eating. So today is eating day. Every month they just finish. We are, they, we are not having, we are all going now to maybe to, to go and watch movie. And we are all there watching movie. Today is movie, so movie weekend for all our choir. They are going as a family. They will chatter a boss, go and watch movie. Or they say today is Gary and Kuli Kuli day. So we are all putting Gary inside one pot and we are eating together. It will, it, it, it's a community. It's not about in song, in song, in song, in song, in song, in song, in song. No. And the same thing will begin to take place in all our, every group. 
every group. You know, there's nothing called mono. Those groups are supposed to strengthen us as a family, not to come and minister in the building. They are supposed to make us a strong family. And I look forward to the day where in all those groups, my dream in the next six weeks is that I will hear that, oh, this group, they bought car for their member. Yeah. Without pastor knowing about it. Of course, you cannot rule out Judas. You cannot rule out those. We will get, we will get there. I'm looking forward to the day I hear that, oh, this group, they rented a shop for their own member this week. They rented a shop. This one, they rented a shop. They said that this one, they rented a shop. They said because they don't want the realize that all of them, when they gather, they ask, which business are you doing? He said, me, I don't have a shop. Hey, you don't have a shop. And I don't know about it. But they've rented the shop. They paid for the shop. And they said, okay, if nobody is coming, on this day, we are all going to help you launch your shop. So on that day, they wear Mama Kuli Kuli um, restaurants. And they are all carrying their flyer to help that person start a Kuli Kuli restaurant or Calabar Kitchen. So all the people in the group, they have helped that member to start a Calabar Kitchen. They dress well. They invade their community and start telling them, we, we should not only tell people about Royal Grace Chapel. We should tell ourselves about the business we are doing. Do you understand what I am saying? That is how to become. So somebody can come and say, me, my business, I have not seen any customer for one month. Hey, what are you, what's the, okay, you know what? We are going to pray for two weeks. Which business are you? Oh, really? And that Saturday, they are going to do evangelism for a member's business. Evangelism means good news. It is not only Jesus knew that it's good. And they invade that community. Hey, do you know that there's a restaurant there? No, that is where we are. There's a restaurant. That restaurant is fine. When you eat that calabar, it's an anointed calabar food. Your stomach will, you will not eat for three days because you will be salivating the thing. Go and pass. Don't you think it will be a better place? A community of lovers. It's, it will seem strange. I know that the devil will fight this thing. Because he has deceived us. That is about the building. But together, we will be stronger. And we will remodel the church back to how it ought to be. And God will help us in this next six weeks. He's going to help us to bring it back to his original focus. Will you be part of this dream? So this evening you will see that we are not having the normal fellowship. All the men, even though the men are going to be meeting, all the leaders, we are going back to say, how can we remodel it back to Ecclesia? How can we make it Ecclesia? So you see new, new groups. Our admin will just give us some new groups. Some new, it's not the leaders. We want it to be about blessing one another. So even when you are not in church, you can be rest assured that you are taken care of. Some of you, you want to travel for honeymoon. You should be able to feel free that, ah, mommy, Faith, can you help me take care of my children for three weeks? Me and my wife, we want to go. I said, why not? Well, my, my husband and I, we are going there for next month. So I will also bring my own children to your place. We go, we are a family. You know that they will care for you. Amen. That is what a church is all about. And God is going to help us. So it's not going to be an easy journey because we have, it has degenerated very fast. The mindset has shifted. But with we being committed in this month of love, we are getting back to how it's supposed to be. And the Lord is going to help us. Put your hands together for Jesus. The most difficult part of this is among our next gen church. The young people. I just want to say this. Why is it difficult? Because the only love they know is sexual love. You know, when they say somebody loves you, it's like he wants to sleep with me. But now we are going there. Even this thing again, we are going back there. So, you know, we want to raise a generation of people who genuinely love one another. They are making mistakes. They don't get advice because they don't have anybody to trust. All right? 
And I know that even the next week, week I will, our next gen church, because even this um, Niger Fest, their own Niger Fest is going to be different on that day. We are going to see a new, the fire rebranded next gen coming to show you what love is all about on that day. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, before we close, I want us to just bring out our offering before I pray with you all. Can we all bring out our offering? I'm so passionate about this, you know. I'm, I, I know that it's first Sunday. I'm so passionate about it. I'll be meeting with some of you groups after the service. So I know that the men are meeting, the women are meeting. You see me in your group trying to just talk to you about some of these things. So let's bring out our offerings. Let's bring out our offerings. And your tithe, let's bring out the tithe. Your tithe, your offering, you can give your tithe. If you're transferred online, you can give to any of the accounts. Now showing on your screen. My time is really, really fast spent, but I really want us to just quickly do this before we close. Let's do this before we close. Let's do this before we close. So bring out your tithe, your offering. Um, you can transfer online and all those stuff that you want to do. Those of you who are watching online too, you can, I acknowledge you all. Let's do that right now. Let's do that. David, is that you? Ask who going. Okay. Good. Nice to see your face again. Okay. Engineer Dave. Lift up your offering, your tithe. Father, we thank you for our tithe. We honor you with our tithe. As we keep committing ourselves as a community to your work, Lord, we ask that your blessing will keep flowing to our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you for every offering we give today, Lord. Lord, we ask that our offerings will continue to strengthen us as a community. Let it be used the more for your glory to further the body of Christ. Bless your people afresh in this month. Let there be increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you can please drop those offerings. Drop those offerings. Drop your tithe and everything. God bless you. Now those of you who are born in the month of March, those of you who have anniversary in the month of March, something special you are celebrating in the month of March, all right? I would like you to stand to your feet whilst I pray for you very quickly. March, 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 March. All right, can you stand to your feet as I pray with you right now? Oh, God bless you. Wow. Are you doing birthday or anniversary? Birthday. Husband and wife, birthday. Well, we need to lay hands on some of us. All right. Now, do you see that when people stand up in the church that has to do with building, we only do it for official sake. Most of us don't really bother to find out which day is it, which one is it. All right. So by the time I pray for them, you have to make sure you go back and write their dates down. Write those special moments and put it in your alarm and let them hear from you those days. Amen. Let them hear from you. All right. Father, we thank you for all those wonderful people online, offline. Those who are celebrating their birthdays, their anniversaries, and those special moments and special memories of their life. Lord, I pray that their joy will multiply this month in the name of Jesus. We are not just doing it for doing sake. We pray, Lord, that as this one celebrates, celebration will not cease in their lives. Let them know increase. Let them know breakthrough. Let them know more promotion. Let them march forward this month. There shall not be stagnation. There shall be promotion this month in the name of Jesus.